Hi, and welcome back to Maybe We'll Talk, a podcast where I talk to people on the phone. Today, we're going to talk about The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, the most recent release in a gigantic series of video games that you are almost definitely already aware of. You know what The Legend of Zelda is. It's gigantic. I don't even know how many mainline entries there are, or how many... I don't know if it's even possible to know how many orbiting entries might be connected to The Legend of Zelda. It's a gigantic franchise. You know what it is. It's like, you know, it's the goddamn Legend of Zelda by Nintendo. Um, I'm talking to Cal Gala, who, as I mentioned last time, uh, we used to play Link to the Past randomizer online together, and that's sort of a... You know, through Twitch and whatever is how we known each other, and we have known each other for a little while, and now, and yeah, she had a lot of things to say about Tears of the Kingdom, and here they are. Alright, so, uh, so what's up, Cal Gala? Would you like me to call you Cal Gala or Shell? You can call me Shell. Okay. Hi, I'm Shell. Um, I am doing okay. It's a great day. How are you doing? Uh, it's very hot here and humid. Yeah. Even though. That's for me. Yeah. We had like a <laughs> thunderstorm yesterday. So this morning, it, for about five minutes, it was kind of cool and not too humid. And now it's back. Oh, for five minutes. <laughs> it's not even a break. It's been very... I mean, it's it's July. I have a lot of feelings about July. I've said a lot of things about how I feel about the weather in July. Yeah. What do you think? You like the summertime or winter is I better? I am miserable. Oh. <laughs> I'm miserable. Like, I think I used to appreciate summer more when I, when it felt like we had like a clear division of all of the seasons, like... You know, I had my two months where I had to deal with summer. And then I had, you know, a couple of months of, like, you know, getting cooler and whatever. Winter was, like, an actual thing where we had snow days growing up. And then spring wasn't awful, but now it's like you get a week of fall. You have three weeks of winter. And it was, I don't know if you, you experienced the same thing, but in the South, like, we were struggling down here. Um, and then it's just, like, 48 weeks of summer every yeah. year and it seems like it gets worse every year and it's kind of hard to you know i remember liking summer because oh you can go to the beach and family vacation or whatever but like vacations don't exist as an adult like they did when i was younger either so i don't know the the magic of summer and like being out of school doesn't really mean anything for me anymore and that made me realize that was really the only reason i liked it to begin with because i can stand the heat cold weather forever Okay. Yeah. Uh, I totally, I, I know exactly what you're talking about as far as the, the, the way that the weather patterns have sort of changed. Cause yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's sort of blended together a little bit and we definitely yeah. have nasty, nasty summers. And I think, I think there's probably at least to some extent going on most places, but I definitely, I definitely feel you. With little tidy springs and autumns, it is still nice to get a little bit of a crisp autumn. And uh, yeah, 
yeah. At least I can kind of at work. Um, we're you know I work at a craft store, and so we get all of our seasonal stuff in earlier than the season starts because people need the time to craft. And so right now we have a bunch of fall and Halloween stuff. Like we even have Thanksgiving stuff out right now, and um, and it's super awesome because at least when I'm at work, I feel like I'm experiencing fall. Yeah, right. So yeah. That's really nice. And then, like, right before Halloween, we're going to start getting Christmas stuff in. So, I don't know. Maybe I just need, like, a personal fan and I can tailor my own body temperature to what season <laughs> I would like for it to be. Well, well yeah, ideally, that that's that's what we would all like. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> I said something this week. I don't remember. Oh, man, there was some proper costume or something that I, w- that I was like, I need for some reason. And I said to someone like, "Is the Halloween store open? Can we go to Can we go Halloween shopping?" And the, <laughs> the guy was like, "It's It's July," and I was like, "So So no, they don't. They're not open. Yet. It seems like they should be. I think." Yeah, we just um, there's a store because I work in like a big shopping area, and yeah. um, so in our plaza, like maybe two stores down, there used to be a Bed Bath and Beyond, and I don't know if the entire company filed for bankruptcy. Or it's just that one location closed, but we lost our Bed Bath and Beyond, and it's still empty. And so I'm keeping like all of my fingers, toes, everything is crossed that we will get a spare at Halloween. Oh just yes. a couple stores down from where I work. It's a good. It's a good store to have as a neighbor. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. This. Uh. I. I'm. Yeah, I don't know if this is a weird thing to ask. <laughs> I'm sorry if it is, but have we have we spoken before? <laughs> I don't think that we have. Um, <laughs> but are you not sure? Because I'm not positive. <laughs> maybe when we like originally met. Um, you know, link to the past. The link to the past races. Right. It's possible that we may have been in a call together. Um. Maybe you know I'm not a hundred percent sure, but yeah, this might be the first. Time. So it's nice to it's nice to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, so I've known you for many years. It is nice to talk to you first of all. Uh, yeah, through Twitch and because of Link to the Past. Um, yeah. Oh man, those were the days. They kind of were. I mean, these are still kind of the days. You know, every every day is a day, I suppose. There are certain. Well, yeah, there are certain sets of days, and those certainly were days. Those were oh yeah a specific of all type the days, of days. Yeah, of all days, they were certainly them. I have you know mixed feel. I have mixed feelings of all the types of days that I've had, you know, and collections <laughs> of days. I have mixed feelings Thanks. of concerning the collection of Link to the Past days, just as I have mixed feelings of all my other collections of days. But they were good days. Yeah. Racing Link to the Past is a crazy thing to do. It was it was really fun. What do you think? I kind of sorry. Go ahead. Oh well, I, I was just going to ask you what your favorite Zelda game was, but if you hadn't uh, thought about Link to the Past, I'd love to hear it. Well, I was just going to say, in like with Zelda in general, uh, I feel like I've always had mixed feelings. You know, you like you play something up so much and you have all of these crazy expectations of how like the perfect game will go, especially when you're so obsessed with the franchise and the lore and whatever. But, um, but yeah, asking about my favorite Zelda game is definitely, uh, it's a good start into that kind of on the same vein as what I was talking about. Um, honestly, like, it really ends up being whichever one I'm playing at the time. Um, I think ultimately my favorite will always be A Link to the Past. Um, I just think that that's like the perfect 
idea. It was more than Zelda one, you know, Zelda three, it was more than Zelda one, but it was still, it was still so Zelda one. And, and I think that, um, ultimately that was like perfection for me. Um, and then of course, you know, with a link to the past being like a reimagining remastering kind of, of a link to the past and a link to, or a link between worlds is easily one of my favorite, you know, newer, newer entries into the Zelda franchise. Um, right now I'm, I'm playing, um, Oracle of Seasons because the Oracle of Seasons and Ages just dropped on the Nintendo Switch Online software. Right. Um, I got to get back on it. Oh my God. I forgot how much I love these games, but this is the first time that I'm and you know, I've, I've heard people say, Oh, well you should have gotten it on 3DS, but like even still that was a handheld. So experiencing. Yeah. Oracle of Seasons on my TV right now is blowing my freaking. Can I cuss? Can I say something? You, you can. You can. You can. You can say anything you want. You can say anything you want. Awesome. Yeah. yeah blowing my fucking mind. Awesome. How awesome this is. Because I loved the Oracles and I've never beaten them. You know, it's just so hard for my eyes. My vision is super bad and it seems like it gets worse every year. And so, like, every time I think of, you know, bringing up the oracles, you know, just on my Game Boy, I'm like, oh, God, this freaking sucks. I'm making, like, 15 minutes. And, you know, I picked it up last night. You know, I worked all day yesterday. And so I get home and it was the first thing I did. And I was just, like, transported. And it is incredible because, you know, you can also play uh, the Minisap on the Game Boy Advance software. And oh. those three games right there to me are like the unsung heroes of the Zelda franchise. No one really knew about them, but um, I just hold such like a high respect for them. They were the perfect level of like difficult and actually making you think about your surroundings yeah. um, and how they change, you know, especially right now with the Rod of Seasons thinking about, oh, well, I can't get here now, but what if I drain this water? What if I, you know, froze the water? What if I did this? And, and it's just, it's really fun to get back into it. I'm having a freaking blast. So, yeah, to answer your question, A Link to the Past is always my favorite, but I think right now I like Oracle of Seasons more than anything. Oh, oh great. Okay, so you're correct about Link to the Past. <laughs> uh, I'm so happy for you having that experience with Oracle of Seasons because I have the same, my vision is also shitty and going. And... Um, I cannot wait until someday when they finally put a link between worlds on the goddamn Nintendo Switch because oh my I, God. that's like the one oh Zelda game I haven't played at all. I'd go fucking feral, dude. And um, uh, I would also like, just for the record, Samus Returns to be on the Switch as well. If anyone from the big N is listening, can you please put those games on the Switch <laughs> so I can play them? They and I love this software, like all these software that's um that's being introduced on the Switch, just because like, you know, um I was raised really really poor, and I think that we were gifted my Super Nintendo when I was like five. So this was ninety five, and okay. it had um it had Super Mario All Stars, Donkey Kong Country, and Super Mario World, and that was all I had until I turned eighteen. So for thirteen years, that's all I played, and then I bought a sixty four. But, like, I didn't have, you know, all of these childhood memories of all these different games. Like, um, I know I'm putting myself up on a cross here, but I've, like, I've never played a Mega Man game. I've never played a Metroid game, you know? And so having access to this stuff now as an adult um, is incredible because I think that, you know, when I was younger, if I didn't immediately get something, I would just kind of, like, give up on it. 
And now, you know, now being an adult and being like, well, I have the fucking internet. You know, I could just look up a little group and say, you know, I want to beat the game, obviously. So I might as well just, I don't give a shit if I do it by 100% brain power, you know, and I don't think that it matters any less if I do look up stuff. So um, having access to that stuff now, especially with not paying for each individual game, because I'm a collector and I, I do like to spend money on physical, physical games to have and hold. So. Um, but it's kind of like no commitment, you know, re-experiencing what I would have liked my childhood to be. Awesome. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's great that you get to do that. I have, I have played about half of Oracle of Ages, I think, and, and not seasons at all. So I think I need to get the, I've been meaning to, cause I want to play Dark Souls with someone. So I got to get the Nintendo online to do that and also to play some of these again. And Minish Cap, yes, is oh, incredible. Gosh. It's such a good freaking game. I like, oh man, I truly feel for people, you know, and I'll never say, oh, someone thinks that they're a Zelda fan. Because like, if you like Link, if you just like the character Link, if you like the character Zelda, fuck it, man, you're a Zelda fan. I'm not gatekeeping shit, you know? For but, real. Um, but like, you know, so many people are like, okay, so Ocarina of Time, Link to the Past, those like six or seven like big mainstream games, and they yep. think that Zelda doesn't follow a formula. But if you look at all of the games that happened in between, you can see exactly what has been going on the whole time. Because you have new systems with new capabilities, and you have to incorporate those into games. And with the handhelds, I think just like most Nintendo, most basic Nintendo fans never really mess with the handhelds. So. And then I had those awesome experiences of Leaks Awakening and the Oracles and Minish Cap and stuff like that. They're definitely missing out. And those, yeah, and, and, and those particular games all kind of so happen to be the real classic uh, sort of top-down looking 2D 1993 ass kind of games. Oh, uh, absolutely. Which Link to the Past is the absolute... Uh, emperor of it really it, it, there's something perfect about that and i mean i've said this a lot while we were doing randomizers and playing that game over and over again but like there's just there is some like divide <laughs> mathematics <laughs> holding link to the past together it's perfect link to the past perfect game and that is correct that's a fact <laughs> that could be scientifically proven absolutely perfect <laughs> So what do you, yeah, so what did you think about Tears of the Kingdom? I, okay, so, you know, like I said, I, I have mixed feelings after um, finishing any Zelda game, you know, because yeah. I want to pick it apart. I loved it. Um, Good. I think that it was, um, I think that it was exactly what we needed after uh, Breath of the Wild. I think that... A lot of people expected perfection, and then when the game wasn't perfect, because that's really just <laughs> impossible to do, someone's always going to have a problem with something. But I think that like, if they hadn't had the most ridiculous expectations, a lot more people would have enjoyed Tears of the Kingdom. Um, it was, you know, I, I love that there was so much familiarity. Um, and kind of for a silly reason, um, I am a giant baby and i think that i've mentioned before that the gloom hands <laughs> um 
shake my existence in a way that I have trouble explaining. They're upsetting. Um, they are very upsetting. Just and just the depths in general is oh. just so creepy, oh. and I don't I don't like the dark and you know whatever. And so like the I needed the familiarity of coming back to a world that I'd left. Um, because it was kind of, you know, I think I maybe picked up Breath of the Wild, uh, uh, you know, a couple of times just to, you know, do extra shit on my save file, but I still had not replayed Breath of the Wild from the beginning to the end. And oh, so, okay. you know, for me, it was really like I did wait five years, you know, for the new adventure. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. And so it was it was absolutely wild to me to like come back and just like have all of these people that, you know, NPCs that recognize you, you know, yeah. that felt huge to me. And I think that if we didn't have that, I would have significantly like I would have liked Tears of the Kingdom significantly less. Um, I. And, you know, I'm kind of bad about like the creepy, the creepier games. Um, I specifically mean, you know, Majora's Mask and yep. Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. Um, I played both of them for 15 minutes each. And I just wasn't vibing and I really couldn't do it. Um, I love, I mean, I love both of those games for what they were, what they brought to the franchise. You know, I've watched people play them and that's fine because it's not me in that situation because I get anxious and, and I start to, you know, freeze up and and I don't like dying in video games. So, so if I know <laughs> that that's going to happen often, I'm like, I don't want to play this game. Um, and I had to push through with Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I'm, is this like a spoiler? This has to be a spoiler. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No, like spoil, full spoilers. We, OK, cool. Anyone so listening I'm to this knows better. Yeah. OK, great. Congratulations. So. So, um, you know, I have a friend that is uh, speed running Tears of the Kingdom. I think he's got like a 44 minute. He's not the world record or anything, but he is working with Linkus to, you know, kind of cut down on the time. Um, sure. And it's actually really cool, like watching my real life friend do this thing and like talk to people who I've watched on Twitch for years. Oh, yeah. Um, and so uh, he and I had been talking a lot about this game. And, you know, I mentioned like, oh, the gloom hands, like, you know, absolutely fucked me up, whatever. Yep. Like I was able to teleport away, but it killed a horse and, you know, whatever. And he was <laughs> like, oh, man, have you been to Korok Forest yet? And I was like, no, I've not been to Korok Forest. And he was like, no, you should definitely go. And I went and it was like the despair and like the pit of my stomach was awful it looks like deku tree is bleeding from his fucking eyes and mouth and i was just like i don't fucking like it here and it's so silent hill vibes like haha lol anything dark and creepy is silent hill but it was silent hill vibes and that you walked in and it's like foggy and oh, yeah. all of the koroks like you can interact with them but all the, they don't say anything it's just the dot 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 which i yeah. think is fucking worse than having you know than not having the option to speak to them at all um like fucking geez but anyway and so you like do the whole thing and uh i went in there and of course there's like the chasm and so i was like oh shit like ryan was with me and i was like honey i'm like 
I just know there's going to be a fucking like gloom hands. His fucking indigestion <laughs> is about to fuck me up. And he's like, no, just go in, honey. You got this. You got this. Like I'm right here, blah, 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 whatever. And I jump in and it's like, I've got it for like a second. And then they grab you and then you're breaking away and you slow down in the gloom and you're trying to get away and they're faster than you and they're continuously grabbing you. And when you're grabbed, you can't do anything. And it was just like immediate, immediate panic attack. Like it oh. ruined my night. The next day at work, I was a fucking mess. <laughs> it was so fucking silly. And so I, you know, I have this group chat with a bunch of my friends and we were like, I, I went in there and I was like, does the end of the game require me to fight the gloom hands like not can i get away from them like they're around and they will spawn but i can get around them by like, right not a required using gloom a bunch of stamina food and climbing up against the ceiling or sure. is it required like you know like in korok forest and they were like, oh, yeah, you know, it's required. You have to fight gloom hands. And I was like, well, then good. I'm not going to beat the game. Like, oh. I'm fine with that. You know, I'll get right up to that point And then that's it. I don't need to beat the game in order to feel like I experienced Tears of the Kingdom. And so, we've all done that. And it's it's so funny because like in order to do the Korok Forest thing, I like asked Ryan, I was like, will you please just beat these gloom hands for me? This man has never played a Zelda game in his life. <laughs> and those hands are nasty. Are, and I was like, I can't fucking do it. But he plays Souls. So okay. he's played all of them. And so I was like, if anybody can beat these gloom hands, it'll be you. And so, um, and he was like, okay, what does what? And I'm like, this is your sword. This is your, you know, arrows. This is how you fuse. Like just a quick rundown of like the, you know, battle mechanics. And he did it first try. And I was just like, I'm going to sell my collection. <laughs> <laughs> but then, um, but then he was, you know, I was like, will you, will you please just let me watch you beat my game. And then he was like, I'm, I can't do that. And I'm like, okay, I get it, whatever. And he was like, I'm right here. We'll just go through it. And, you know, if you get to that point and you really can't beat it, then that's fine. You know, we can handle it. But, um, and so, and of course this was at the time I still had V1, <laughs> V1.1 and, uh, oh, yes, had okay. the Duke glitch. <laughs> and so, and so I was like, just duping bombs <laughs> and um and i don't know just i guess like preparing myself making sure to like max out all of my armor and all of that and whatever and so he's like you know we just we need to plan a day to do this because your switch has been running non-stop for <laughs> two months <laughs> and so um and so i went to go do like the ganondorf fight and like you you can totally I mean, there's a ledge and you can get the gloom hands to spawn and then just bomb the shit of, out of them from the ledge and then kill Phantom Ganon, which like, I don't give a shit about Phantom Ganon, whatever, bring it. Um, yeah, there, but, uh, so there is required. I was actually, I was thinking to myself, I wonder if there is actually required gloom hands on the way down there or because I kind of yeah, don't it's remember. Right before, it's right before you walk into like the final arena with Ganondorf. Um, oh, there's a like phantom. A and it's like a big, a big room. Okay. And um, yeah, there is oh, a gloom yeah. spawn down there. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know. Yep. Yeah, so so I did end up being able to just like cheese them, but then also like I had, I was already in the mindset of cheesing the gloom hands with a bunch of bomb arrows because I seriously had like six hundred bombs, and um and so I cheesed 
the gloom hands and then I get into the Ganondorf fight and like everyone was like you're gonna need to learn how to like flurry rush you're gonna need to learn how to parry and so what I did was I trained by going around to all of the coliseums in the depths and killing Lionels and um mm -hmm. and so I got really good at flurry rushing but Ganondorf's yeah. fight pattern was so fucked and you already have to be so consistent with your timing on the flurry rush um, yeah. that I was getting fucking wrecked. So I was just hitting it with bomb arrows to the fucking face Good. the entire battle and won. And I was like, that's bullshit. I had fucking like I had put so many hours into preparing for this battle just for me to use like 30 bombs and the game is done. I mean, you know, of course, you still have the demon dragon, but like we already knew from the great beast Ganon from right. Breath of the Wild that right. those are the easiest battles in the fucking game. And I think that it's just more for like cinematic effect to fight this huge fucking thing, but it be so, you know, nerfed yeah. that you feel, and it doesn't even feel really like the battle. Well, I mean, I guess it kind of does. It feels more like the battle is nerfed than that. You are so overpowered from your adventure that when you get there, it's nothing. Nintendo does it a lot. A better job of translating that. It feels like what it really feels like is like a final phase of a boss fight. It definitely doesn't feel like its own fight. It feels right. like you're just you're just finishing up at this point, and this is yeah. just the uh, really dramatic looking spectacle part of the fight. Oh yeah, for sure. And it also it like didn't help because, like I said, Ryan was sitting here with me the whole time. But it didn't help that like during the dragon fight, he's like, "Oh, I wonder if Ganon and Zelda as dragons are gonna fuck in the sky." And I'm like, "You're ruining <laughs> you're ruining this for me right now." <laughs> He's like, just do some nasty shit. And I'm like, honey, will you please stop? <laughs> it's actually very serious. It's like super climactic. <laughs> but it, it was, honestly, I definitely appreciated the uh, dragon fight more than like the the pig beast of Breath of the Wild. Sure. Um, yeah, looks better. Because it was just like, this pig isn't going to do shit to you. you and know, it doesn't. It's not going to hurt you. Yeah. But, like, you also have no reason to, like, ever be on in, in danger. the pit, yeah. you know? Right, yeah. And so, like, knowing that, like, oh, everything but these, like, little sections, of course, you know, in true Zelda fashion, it's, like, brightly lit. Why would you go any other part on the dragon? But, um... I honestly so barely did it. I honestly oh, barely squeezed like it out. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, you're good. <laughs> um... No, I was just saying that I, I I barely actually got it done. I was so out of stuff and hurt by the by the dragon that I I, I was a little worried. Like I knew I was safe because the boar because of the because of previous experiences. I was like, all right, this is gonna be fine. But I I yeah. barely scraped through. But I did it. Yeah, it was it was definitely um, it was super fun. I was so overpowered because you know after fighting all of those Lionels. And then using them to all of my weapons, you know, and still having, you know, like I said, I duped 600 bomb arrows or bombs and had 570 left at the end of it. So I, I felt way more confident in my ability. Um, and I'm pretty sure at like one point during the Ganon fight, I was like, I know, or the Ganondorf fight, I'm sorry. I was like, I think the Master Sword is low on energy. I'm just going to go ahead and waste it 
so that it, you know, regenerates or whatever. Cause I know you kind of need it for that. So I yeah. need it for the panel. They place so much importance on this sword throughout the entire game. Well, I mean, obviously every Zelda game, the master sword is kind of important, but, um, yeah, I, I hate that I missed the stream where you beat him. If you beat him on stream, I don't know if you did, but I'm not sure if I did. Yeah. It was a minute ago. Well, now. Then, yeah. Well, I'm glad I I didn't miss it. I mean, I did, but, um, but yeah, I'm glad that you were able to beat it. I, there were so many points where like, I realized that I'm an asshole because I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I realized you were like, why? I remember the one where we talked about doing this, where we were like, we just want to bitch about tears of the kingdom for a minute. Um, because you were, I think you were, I can't remember if you were fighting like a flux construct or not, but you were like, every fucking hit kills me immediately. I've got like 10 hearts. Why the fuck is every fucking hit killing me? Just one, one hit killing me. And you were going the fuck off. It's... And I was like, oh shit, like <laughs> what's the deal with your armor? And you were like, I haven't even found a fucking fairy. And I was like, oh shit. And for a game that plays so much goddamn importance on upgrading your armor, that like they would put these little it's not really hidden but yes they're hidden because you have to do a whole fucking side quest just to get well two because you have to find the bitch and then you have to set the you know you have to get them up to the fairy fountain and uh and it's not immediately obvious because i mean you know it was easy to assume that you would need the fairies for the armor upgrades but yeah. for it to not just be like a i can give you some fucking rupees you know like i can go around collecting a bunch of mushrooms and then sell them for rupees to give you so that you'll give my shit like <laughs> <laughs> you had to do a whole thing that was like if that's not what i'm doing right now then it's not going to get done and you know the game was better about being handholdy than the past games where it was just kind of like, okay, well you go here and then you go here and this is what you do. And it yeah. kind of, I think that tears of the kingdom was better about fostering a sense of adventure that really does hark back to Zelda one and that you didn't have shit. You just went. Yep. And, um, and so I really like that. But then also when you set up all of these structures in the game that are required in order for you to continue and then they make them, hidden gems that you have to stumble upon i wasn't really a huge fan of that because you know like i said when you were when you were going off about getting hit i had already <laughs> been duplicating items and i had most of my armor completely maxed out and i don't you know i don't worry about shit <laughs> <laughs> which is fine which is a totally a, a totally great way to play um yeah. And, and it just sucks that it's like kind of, you know, it doesn't it, it doesn't really reward. Well, I say that it doesn't reward doing things your own way, but then it also kind of does because they gave you so many methods of solving puzzles that it was almost guaranteed that like whatever you were working with right now was going to work if you just got creative with it, you know. And so and I think that that may have also kind of cheapened the um the difficulty of a lot of puzzles and especially especially the temples yeah i feel like the temples i hardly remember them except for the fire temple and that one was so fucking stupid i just used his own eye like the fan bike <laughs> and just <laughs> flew to all the places i needed to go oh <laughs> 
system was garbage. I do not like Unobo's ability um, oh, when you're God. on any kind of like writing device. Because oh, I wish it was it, not in the middle of the screen. Right, or just oh. like I mean, you know. And I ended up. I there was a for a minute there. I was like using all of the sages. I didn't really use Minoru at all. Um, she was the last sage I got, and then I did the spirit temple, which is literally just walk in and it's rock'em sock'em robots. I I was um, I was like, what the fuck is what what? Come on, what the fuck? Like, are you <laughs> so anticlimactic for it to be the fifth fucking sage that there was? You had to do all of this shit, and then it came to this, and you grabbed, you collected these things, and you did this, and then you had your fucking huge quest where you had to get the pieces of the fucking armor, and then you went up and did the shit just to get the sage, just to go beat up one robot, and then you don't need to do anything else with it. It's not required for anything. Like, Everything? I was so blown away by the triviality of mm-hmm. this okay. fifth stage that I just, I don't, oh my gosh. I, that's probably my biggest gripe that I, you know, and I hadn't even really considered it, but that Minoru was so unimportant. You could have beaten the entire game without ever even worrying about that. That's that is you're you're real correct about that, and I would also like to add that everything that you attach to the robot breaks immediately. I swear to yep. God, faster than it would normally. The robot mm-hmm. feels so weak, and it's almost just a, which is if it's just a toy to play with with your other toy box and sandbox stuff, fine. Right. But as a part of the story, it's ridiculous and underpowered beyond belief. And. I am so thankful that they didn't make it a requirement for the final boss. Like Minoru didn't even, uh, did Minoru show up in the, the big battle? Right yeah. Before you go in, fight okay. in the cutscene, Yeah. She's there. Yeah. That's, Oh my gosh. That's so hella annoying to me. They didn't, they did her dirty. They did her dirty because yep. the zone I deserved more for having been in this massive shroud of mystery since Twilight Princess. Yep. Oh, you know, yeah. they bring up and they're like this mystical force that is blah, blah, blah. But then like, you're not going to learn anything about them except for the interlopers and like Xant and, you know, Minna, obviously. And so, and, and then for this to be like, okay, you get to learn about the Zonai in memories, which is fine. Cause it's, it's history, you know, it's the history of Hyrule. Um, but you learn about them in these memories, but you learn about three, you know, you maybe see like a total of five. Um, but then that, that is what the legacy of the fucking creators of Hyrule has to offer me is a fucking half-assed mech. (laughs) Swings its arms around literally like a rock of soccer (laughs) robot. It was embarrassing it was so embarrassing um i would love to see more out of the zonai um but i don't think uh, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to do something and and i've wondered you know because of course as soon as the game came out and even with like breath of the wild where does it fall in the timeline this cursed thing that we didn't need like knowledge is a fucking it's a burden, you know. We <laughs> need a timeline. No, nobody, we know. No, this did nobody not need needed to be that. Good, no. 
people just like and you know and i think like what if the timeline didn't exist like we would just fill in those holes ourselves and then it would be like our own headcanon for this game that was surrounded around the fact that you're literal playable character is was always meant to be a link between you and the game we did Ooh. not need this resource of something that now we can all ar- argue about and i truly hope beyond anything that breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom is just like nintendo being like you know what that was the timeline and now that that is printed we're going we're moving forward with a new adventure and and it's not related to the past. It's not related to the other games that we have done. It's just a new timeline, and this is this is what you get. That's what it feels like. I really like. hope. I hope that that's what it is. And I yeah. think that if they said that, it, obviously a bunch of people are gonna fucking scree their heads off. But no matter what, what happens. Need. We need. We're all adults. We can, you know, have this. We can have this franchise and be like, oh well. It clearly Tears of the Kingdom comes after Breath of the Wild because things that you did in Breath of the Wild are now being shown in Tears of the Kingdom. And that makes sense. But like, I don't know. I don't know. We did. Uh, I will forever argue against the, the timeline. It was probably the worst thing that Nintendo's ever done to us. <laughs> wow. I definitely I think. <laughs> now that and now that I'm saying that, I'm like, oh well, maybe suing content creators for playing their games. Yeah, that might be worse. Not... <laughs> yeah, that's probably worse. They've probably done other things that we, you know, probably don't even know about to consumers, <laughs> and True. probably lots that we do. Uh, right. But I, yeah, I don't, I, you know, I don't. I think the timeline is silly, and I definitely think it's, you know, it, I think it's obviously like marketing that was slapped together and doesn't really reflect anything the creators intended. Um, I don't think it's the worst thing Nintendo has ever done. <laughs> yeah, now that, I, now that I've said that, I think that it's the worst injustice that they've, well, oh God, and I really don't even feel like I can say that either. Uh, it's, it's very bad, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> very bad and not good you the have strong feelings about the zelda did, timeline the only good thing that they did with the timeline or about uh, regarding the timeline is that they put it on page 69 of the hyrule historia great that's all I <laughs> it's perfect did... other than that trash it's all trash and i don't like it it's weird that all the 2d games seem to be kind of grouped together on the left side of the timeline. Yeah. I don't really, yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, I'm not super familiar. I, you know, I know, I know what it looks like and that it splits and they did the three things and Ocarina is important and whatever, but yeah, I really have always just kind of thought, felt that it's, you know, because it, it definitely, maybe now, but no, but you know what, I was about to say, maybe it does reflect some kind of series Bible they started putting together, but now I really, I really feel like they are just doing, you know, Breath of the Wild, you know, whatever the timelines either came together or it doesn't matter because this is the new open world structure of game that we're doing. And uh, here's its sequel where we just continue to do it. And who cares? There's a timeline you can figure it out if you want, which is really obviously, yeah, I think right. what we prefer. And, also, <laughs> and, and you also have to consider that like... <clears throat> In Breath of the Wild, you know, a lot of people said, oh, well, it just brings the three timelines together, which I like that idea. I like, I didn't really, I wasn't satisfied with the idea of the split. 
Sure. Um, because Link didn't fall. I fucking beat that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Ganon definitely got it. You know, so like I didn't fall. Why is that a thing? But uh, you know, and like if Breath of the Wild brought those three together, and then Tears of the Kingdom is of course immediately after the after Breath of the Wild, but also the entire game is like centered around the fact that like all of these memories and everything happened before Skyward Sword. And, yeah, if this is even if if this is even the same world where Skyward Sword, yeah. <laughs> right because like you know you have these little these little groupings of the sky islands and then they became towns you know they were built upon they became towns and then there were like the smaller ones and the other stuff that's like in the air all of that was already established in skyward sword so tears of the king uh, the memories of tears of the kingdom had to become before or had yeah had to come before the events of skyward sword um which is like the only way that I would be like, okay, well, if they did say that Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom aren't their own new separate adventure, their own new timeline, because that makes sense then. And sorry, I'm like, I'm starting to tie stuff together right now as we're having this. No, I, I, I had not considered that Tears of the Kingdom, that part of it could have happened before Skyward Sword and it might just be a sandwich now. I think that's great, well, but go ahead. And I, and there's more supporting evidence because when I played Skyward Sword and you get to the Lanayru Desert, why the fuck are there already robots from like an earlier civilization? They're like the same kind, right? Are they little green they really weirdo guys? They do, they do look like the constructs, the okay. fr- the constructs that help you in the mines and you know the the crystal refinery or whatever. They're this. They're not exactly the same. But they're, you know, that's what they are. They were just helpful little guys. They were just there to do what they're supposed to do. And it's not even that they were immediately helpful. Um, I mean, well, yes, they were. In Skyward Sword, they were all helpful. Like all of those little guys were basically the NPCs of that area. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, in like Tears of the Kingdom, some of them are bad, you know, yep. whatever. Um but I think that like that's what those robots were supposed to be, and I don't even remember their names now. I mean, I could just look it up. But when I saw those, I was like, "Well, wait a second! Didn't wasn't Skyward Sword supposed to be like the first game? Why are there already very clear um, remnants of a civilization long gone that we are now interacting with in this first game of the timeline?" All and right. it makes so much sense that those are just the ruins of zone, like the Zonai of, you know, whatever, the original Hyrule, which I guess they had already made that a point in Skyward Sword. I, I like it. I like what you're putting down. I think, yeah, I had not considered those Lanayru Desert robots or really even the any relation to Skyward Sword uh, with the Sky oh, man, Islands and Doc. Oh, man, it's been killing me since 2011. <laughs> Skyward Sword? Yeah, well, just them, the existence of them. And, you know, again, I was just like, I could not wrap my brain around if this is supposed to be the beginning. Um, oh. You know, whatever, like Skyloft, yeah, build build a city, 
I don't need to see like the 30 years prior to Skyward Sword where they built Skyloft, you know, and I, I just kind of like, okay, yes, I've been given this information and I'll take that. But then when I met those robots, I was, they made it, you know, they made it a point to mention like, oh, these are ruins. Something yeah. was here. Before. There was someone, someone or something here before. Yeah. There always yep. seems like there always was cool. Yeah. You know what's weird about Skyward Sword? <laughs> what's not weird about the Skyward Sword? I'm kidding. What's weird about Skyward Sword? Uh, did a race of alien chickens create humanity and perhaps the whole planet? <laughs> chickens? Wait, are you talking about the Ukos or what? Yeah. <laughs> Aren't they chicken people? Alien chicken people? Okay, so... Only in that game, as far really, as I know. So again, remember, I've I've never played Twilight Princess. Um, I okay. Kind of like half watched my sister. Oh, that's Twilight ti- that's Twilight Princess. That's not Skyward Sword. Yeah. Twilight but, Princess has the Twilight Princess is the weirdest one. Yes, and Twilight Princess was also the one where Zoni were introduced. Are they? And I don't mean to correct you, but is there something I don't know? Are the Twilight and the Zoni the same? race or are they inferred to be so i think of i don't think that they're inferred to be what i think is um so you know how in a link between worlds there was hyrule and low yes and ocarina of time is hyrule and then majora's mask is termina yes um i think that it was similar to that like the twilight are the other world of the zonai okay they had been there just that long and then you know, in let's call it the depths, let's say, or the twilight realm, whatever. Um, okay. At this point, kind of same difference where there was this whole race of people that existed underground or in a different realm. And then the interlopers, so the bad twilight, yep. you know, wanted the power that the Zonai possessed. And so they, you know, and, and I think that it really is kind of like they came from the same because they were all magic users. And, um, and so, you know, the interlopers use this magic to like, you know, try to take over Hyrule and, um, and then they're, you know, sealed away. And, uh, and so I think that, and also just like, you know, when you take, Rauru and put him next to Zand. You know, they uh, yeah. like they're coming from the same shit. You know okay. what I mean? Like they're the like greenish gray skin tone, the elongated like, face mostly, looking. Yes, but the mostly human features, but mm. then there's just like some weird because like it really did kind of look almost like um like the Zonai are kind of like goat ish there's an animal yeah like yeah. the twilight are kind of like fishy and so okay. does and now i need to look at the stupid timeline because <laughs> did twilight princess come like immediately after like wind waker why were the zora gone in wind waker when it's all water? no wind waker is somewhere else the wind waker yeah. and oh, twilight okay. princess are separate yeah Gaka. it's okay. ocarina majora's mask Twilight Princess, that's the dark timeline. Yeah, because it's just it's just like wild. Or it's that, actually it's you called know. the child timeline. Oh it's so yeah, silly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the child so, timeline is the darkest, weirdest, scariest one. 
Well, but that makes sense though, yep. because that was immediately like our guide. Because think about Ocarina of Time. You're just a little guy. Yeah. You're just a guy hanging out with other little guys. And then all of a sudden, some fucking luminescent fairy comes in and takes you on this wild fucking adventure and then just bounces. Bounces. Yeah. It was the only time that you would ever experience, or not you, but Link had ever experienced any kind of like guidance. Um, it, at least in this incarnation. Um he had experienced like guidance as a kid, and then you know, Zelda plays the Ocarina of Time and sends him back to when he was just a little guy hanging out with other little guys, sends him back to Kokiri Forest. But you learn in the beginning of the game that you're not Kokiri, you're Hylian, and your mother brought you to the Deku tree to be cared for. And um, which is also weird because, like, can't adults not see Kokiri Forest? So, how did your mother bring you? But whatever. Um, Ooh, good question. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh no. Some forum's gonna hear about this in a minute. Um, I heard but, that. Uh, I heard that his mom turned into a tree, and he lives inside of her. Oh. <laughs> I have no idea what the what evidence there is for that, but that's I read that on some forum. <laughs> Precious. Uh, uh, um. But yeah, just like you know, Navi leaves. She's gone for fucking forever, uh, just as silently as she came in, lol. What the and, fuck, Navi? Yeah, and then you go into the Lost Woods, and you turn into a stall kid because you're not a Kakiri like you had always assumed. You're actually a Hylian. And then in your monstrous psyche are nightmares of the moon crashing down and <laughs> magic users killing everything. So... I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like that that makes sense for the child timeline to be like the scary one, because, again, you also have to realize that, like, you're looking at it through the mind of a child and sure. children are, you know, imaginative and they're creative and like scared, you of know, things. one exactly. And one little sound could be, you know, in your mind, that's the scariest monster that you could ever imagine made that tiny sound, you know, and and so for. um you know, for, well, and then of course you have like the hero shade in Twilight Princess, which is, you know, adult Link. Yep. Dead. <laughs> From natural causes, because he became an adult, you know, he continued on or, oh my God, I'm not pulling out the timeline. <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing it. So, um, but that's definitely something I'll like consider, um, kind of gather my thoughts on that and i will definitely get back to you because i think that it is really interesting um when you consider that i had never previously considered it before yeah but i mean yeah, what you please but i i agree especially about the child's perspective but yeah please continue if you like <laughs> <laughs> well, i don't mean to hop in you know, and interrupt you ever because you are on a roll <laughs> you're you're totally fine i i could talk about this for ages but um it's just um it's it's really interesting and that's why i think that like the timeline was a bad idea because it opened up all these plot holes that didn't need to exist right totally um, like everywhere and you know and then it's just like 
<laughs> maybe maybe it was the smart move for Nintendo all along because then they could just be like, ah, oh, they'll argue amongst themselves and they'll figure it out for us and then we'll find the ultimate and then we'll say, yep, that was it the whole time. So, yep. you know, making and making us do the hard work and all they did was give us three lines and some pictures. And if all the YouTubers are t- YouTubers are talking about it, maybe they'll buy more copies of the game. Very true. The depths but are yeah, really um, scary. They're so it's so terrible. scary, and <laughs> and it's and it's also silly because, like I said, I'm kind of a big baby, and I'm I'm scared of the dark, and obviously scared of the gloom hands, um, but also just like the color red, and just like off topic, really quick, um, just because this is silly. Um, so you know, I I think I mentioned to you once before, or maybe a couple times before, that I work at three a.m. on Tuesdays. Oh, um, yep. Okay, yep. And so oh I leave my house. At, I leave my house at two thirty. Um, so this past Tuesday, I'm on my way to work, and there is this house that I've driven by, you know, every single every single week, you know, since I started at Michael's. And um, and so I'm driving down the road, and I see like a red light, kind of like bathing their front yard and mm. the road, because they're like right next to the road, and um. And I'm like, what in the fuck is that? I've never noticed it before. And so as I'm driving by, I like turn to look and they have like this big window. I guess it's in like a dining room or like a sitting room or something like that. And then it's got (laughs) one of those like semicircle windows above the square window. Yes. And in that semicircle window, there is a chandelier and those crazy motherfuckers put red light bulbs in their chandelier. Wow. Spooky. And it's very spooky. And I was just thinking like, uh-huh. oh my God, if I lived in that house and I woke up in the middle of the night and needed to piss, I'm pissing the bed, bro. I'm not getting out of my fucking bedroom and walking through the house in PT. You can't make me. No. Yeah. You have every right to piss the bed if you wake up in PT. <laughs> right. I- and then, <laughs> and then, that whole day or well it was two days because the next day i drove by it it was still lit up but that was at like 7 a.m and then when i drove past it on the way home at like five it was still lit and i was like why and now it's not and i think that having the light not being there was more of a jump scare than anything because i expected it and it wasn't now i'm like oh fuck Now, now what's going on yeah but like it, it, you know, it makes me realize like the color red surrounded by darkness is horrifying to me. Um, and that's what the depths are, Yeah, you know, it's oh, darkness. God. And then oh, every God. enemy has like this red swirling aura and you could see I, them creeping around out in the edges of blackness. I don't creep. I literally, what I did is I upgraded my, um, my stamina wheel to the max. And then I climbed from tree to tree, like in search of light roots. Um, (laughs) And, uh, and I probably discovered 40% of the depths like that. And then my friend sent me a video of the fan bike, you know, where you have like your control stick and then Uh the two fans. I built that and then I used that to discover the entire rest of the depths. Good, 
Good. Very smart. That's a great. Yeah. That yeah. that fan bike is incredible. Very. Useful. You're not gonna catch. You're not gonna catch me stepping on the fucking ground. Well, and the thing <laughs> is, there's all of those pools, and it it's like the floor is lava, but the floor is possible gloom spawn hands. Terrible. And um, and I don't know if you remember when you first started playing it, or I guess when I had first encountered the gloom hands. I uh, I had told you about it. I was like, these things are fucking terrifying or whatever. And I was like, oh, well, they're f- like they're floor masters from like Wind Waker. Yep. You know, they had like the little thing in the hand and they grab you and they throw pots at you and shit. Oh, yeah. But they're yeah. now mobile. But then I saw this fan art someone had done of Dead Hand from Ocarina of Time. Oh, with, okay. But like all red, not all red. It was really well done. I'll, I don't know if I'd send it to you, but I will post it in, in the Discord. But um, Great, thank you. Yeah, but it's dead hand with the gloom hand eyes and okay. then all of the gloom hands around him. And I was like, nope, that's that. That's that. That's why I call them gloom hands because they're just dead hand. It's a reimagining of dead hand, which we to my knowledge have not seen one of the most terrifying mini bosses in a kid's game hadn't had a reimagining outside of you know remastered ocarina of time yeah and 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 that thing is terrible it's horrifying and i remember like you know i wasn't a kid when i played ocarina of time like i said i got my first 64 when i was 18 years old okay and um and so and you know i got ocarina of time it was the first game that i'd played and um and so when i got to the well or i'm sorry when i I, yeah it's so um, scary that thing is so scary yeah it's freaking horrifying but i knew i had to do it Mm -hmm. um you know because you have to you have to get the uh, lens of truth and um and i did it but then i like immediately like teleported out it's so scary and thankfully i'm glad that the game pulls you in the way that it does because you don't go to you don't drain the well until after you've become an adult and so you already have those songs of teleportation you can go wherever you need to go because you because it's you're not able to do it because the whole like bootstrap paradox of going in and talking to the guy and he's like oh this one dude played a song for me yeah this is the song nobody and wrote the song into the future and play the song and yep. fuck shit up you know and so like like i said at least i had that teleportation but that's where i'd like learned that was like i can just nope the fuck out of here i don't know <laughs> well after i have the lens of truth yeah. that's the only reason i'm here and so um and so i had that immediately it like shot me back to being 18 the first time that i came across the gloom hands and they grabbed me i was like teleport get the fuck out you know like i don't need to be here they're not going to drop anything that i give a fuck about um i'm horrified right now and i should have known that that immediate panic was like the feeling of panic that i had the first time that i fought dead hand when you walk into that room and all of those arms are sticking out of the ground but nothing's going on and it's just like immediate dread and you're like oh, yeah no, you know you know something's up yeah Especially because, you know, you had already, I think by that, yeah, you had already gone to the forest temple. Um, yep. 
and you would you know you had already done like the phantom ganon fight the final boss you know the boss of the temple yes and so you walk into that room and it's like oh shit what the fuck is about to happen <laughs> and then one of them grabs you and you're immobile and then that motherfucker pops up absolutely not my dude <laughs> and ridiculous cruising around talk and like if you happen to see the gloom spawn from far away they do don't they they kind of stand there with like four arms just kind of sticking in the air just kind of like yes. sensing yes they do oh, oh i hate it <laughs> jeez ridiculous absolutely ridiculous nintendo out here trying to traumatize people since 1998 yeah coming back with the big hitters too as always and it really i mean i don't want i don't want to hear anyone in the world say that this game was made for kids i just because of how many times i got my ass squashed and had to scream about it right (laughs) it, it require it requires way too much work to get your armor to a point where you're not dying from one hit every time i i couldn't believe how how much everything did 10 hearts of damage the whole game it's it's absolutely ridiculous well and they're all using weapons that are fused so and that's part of it yeah and that is interesting it was it actually honestly it wasn't until about halfway through the game that i realized i should be fusing some kind of monster part to the end of every blade i had yeah because um and i love i love that they did the um you have your the ability to sort your items oh yeah oh very important this time around yeah even even especially or not even but especially when you're in battle um that you can do that when you're fusing to um to an arrow you know yeah by damage yeah you can sort by damage and it has everything right there and that's incredible to me um I think that the the actual weapon fuse, well, I don't know. I I get it on one hand. Like, if you're not prepared for that battle, that's a consequence. You know, dying is the consequence. Yep. And then you learn to be prepared going into the battle. I did learn um, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe it is probably for the best that they didn't make it so that it was, like, easier for you to just, like, have your sword out and then, you know, fuse without, like, dropping shit on the ground. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I I think it's okay. I almost, I think it's, I think only because I felt so spoiled by the ease with which I could pull up a quick menu to pop something on an arrow or to change my weapon or pause to do any goddamn thing except right. fuse a weapon together. That's the only thing you can't do while you have a chance to think about it. You got to do it on the fly. Right. And, um, oh man, there was something. Oh yeah. Um. Another thing that I really didn't like as far as like the inventory system is concerned, um, they, I don't know if you met him, but the horse God, um, up from Akala stable. No, I did not meet a horse God in, in either of these games. You didn't meet him in breath of the wild. Oh shit. Okay, oh, is he so, important? Um, <laughs> he's a little important. Um, well, it, you don't need him, right. but oh, yeah, it's, nice to, it's a nice resource to have. Um, so in Breath of the Wild, it's down in the Farron region, um, okay. but there is a place called the Lake of the Horse God. Okay. And um, around that area is where you find that big ass, uh, like Ganon's horse. Oh, I don't know if right. you found that horse. I know about so, it. Yeah. 
so there's a there's a horse god and um and he's really cool uh he he's kind of like horse shaped he's he actually looks like the stables you know the stables oh yeah horses yeah yeah with the head thing um he will revive your horse yes yeah Um, oh is he like a fairy fountain kind of yes yeah he is okay okay Um, gotcha so he'll revive your horse um there's like this whole thing about like whether or not the horse died from like you know whether it was an accident or whether you like purposefully killed your horse um and i've never purposefully killed a horse so every time i have ever used him to revive a horse um he's always said something like the horse told me that you did not mean for it to die so there will be no consequence for this um but yeah he he brings back your horse well in tears of the kingdom he is up near um akala the akala ancient tech lab yep um and uh you go to him and he can upgrade your horses he can upgrade their strength, their speed, their, you know, whatever. Um, and you pay cooked meals oh. for him to do that. So, you know, it'll be like, oh, you make three vegetable curries and I'll upgrade this one horse's speed. Um, and so you have to cook all these meals and then you have to take them to him. But like you have li- like it's actually incredibly limited space in your cooked meals inventory. And and it's not like you can go back to your house and place your, you know, all of your speed or attack up meals into a fucking refrigerator. Yeah, you don't you have know? a stash. So you, yeah. So in order to do that, it's either you got to fucking walk and it's just a, you know, whatever. So much of Tears of the Kingdom is just like you're spending so much time and for what you know yeah so both games a little bit of that and that's why i thought it was silly when people you know people still are like oh dupe glitch the cheaters like number one there's no way to cheat in a single player offline game so drop that down but number two um i don't have 500 hours to farm Lionel guts sure you know yeah. oh like, yeah yeah no. you have to wait, you have to wait for the fucking blood moons yep so i don't have all of that i'm a i'm an adult you know i'm in school i got a job like i i can't spend hundreds of hours farming materials in order to make the game enjoyable yo there is no reason like yeah there is no reason not to play a single player game any way you fucking want to and i duping is every american's right and so is safe scumming right and i (laughs) exactly and you know i paid 70 dollars for this game yeah and 60 for what yeah god damn it for what (laughs) tell me why i paid 10 dollars extra it's not you know and yeah sure it's a it's a bigger game than breath of the wild and there's more to do they added a hundred koroks fucking come on you know like you know what and fuck it nintendo if you're listening (laughs) sell me nine dollars and 99 cent dlc that gives me back my dupe glitch yeah i'll pay it wow for this game i am so absolutely serious about that that's how like that's how important i feel like that was to me because i would not have beaten the game or even really tried if i didn't have that 
Do you have no workaround now? There's no way to install the game like raw, like the Switch just won't play it until you update it? Um, so it would play it, but I couldn't turn off my game. Uh, I couldn't turn, I couldn't close the software and I couldn't turn off the switch. Um, so like everywhere I, and I was at, you know, I was at home mostly right, and okay. like I went, um, for, for SGDQ, uh, we had, um, we got together me and my friends from our group chat. We got together at one of our friends' house and, uh, we were going to watch the breath of the wilds, uh, blindfolded speed run. Yeah. Um, which was incredible, by the way. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know if you've seen it, but it's incredible. Yeah, see, and yeah. that same guy is now doing um, blindfolded Dark Souls and Elden Ring runs. Crazy. So, that's that's cool. some but, nonsense. Um, yeah, went to his house. I was like, hey, is there like a seat that I can like save for myself that is next to an outlet? Because I'm going oh. to have to... I'm going to have to keep my switch charged wow. the whole time so that it doesn't die. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was silly. Um, but, uh, but he also had the dupe glitch at that time. So it was like, Oh yeah, absolutely. You can have this one spot. And I was like, fuck yeah. Uh, but he, um, he understood the, he understood what it was yeah, like. Oh to yeah. Have to... Absolutely. <laughs> understood the assignment. Yeah. Um, but so what happened was, um, you know, on your switch, there is a setting where you can turn off like the auto updates. Yes. Um, and I could have sworn that I had it turned off, um, but I didn't. And so it did download the update, but it didn't install it. And so if you have downloaded an update, but you haven't installed installed it every time you open that game it's because you again you can't close the software Mm -hmm. um but when you open the game uh it will uh it'll ask you if you want to install the update it's like a new software update has been downloaded would you like to install or you can start the software and so that's what i was having to do um because you can like you can go the only reason i was ever leaving that software was to either go to um my uh, I think my profile, I think you can look at your profile without closing software and you can also look at your album. So like anytime that I screenshot or like took a video of something awesome or hilarious, I would immediately go like watch it again. Yeah. Um, but every time I would go back to tears of the kingdom, it would ask me again if I wanted to install and then I'd have to actually press up to go to the start software and then hit that. Ooh. And so for, yeah, for two months, my switch was running 24 seven. Um, it was it was pretty rough, and this is an OG like first gen twenty seventeen release switch. So wow. the fact that, that the fact that this thing has not only like lived and performed very well for six years, but also was able to run Tears of the Kingdom continuously for two months. <laughs> yeah, absolutely wild to me. That thing deserves I, I, an award. Yeah, I have, I think I have like 1,080 hours in the game, so. (laughs) That's, wow, yeah, Yeah. that thing should be in a museum. That's great, I love that story. Yeah, but if it was in a museum, I wouldn't have it anymore. Well, you you know, you should, for the rest of its, you know, working life, but I mean, I feel like it definitely deserves some kind of medal or ribbon placed upon it, you know, it's going to have to go on a pedestal when it eventually... Oh, absolutely. And that's the thing I've always loved about Nintendo is like right now I am looking at my Super Nintendo that I had when I was five. Still works. 
it still works perfectly. Sure does. Like, yeah. There's no cart tilting. Like the 64 was kind of bad for cart tilting. Was um, it? Yeah. Um, well, I still have like the old gray one that I bought used when I was 18. And sure. it, it's a little bit rough. Sometimes I have to kind of, you know, make it sit a certain way so that okay. contact can be made. Yep. Um, but for the most part, I don't really have a problem with that. I do have one of the, um, I think it's the, like the glacier, like the crystal glacier yeah. 64, like the blue one. Yep. Um, and that one works perfectly, but all of my consoles are either gray or <laughs> black. So for aesthetics, I keep the gray one out. Okay, sure. Yeah. But yeah, uh, this I feel like the switch is going to last me forever. Just like my Wii U is still going, just like my GameCube, my 64, you know. Yeah. Yeah, all of those, yeah, especially the Super Nintendo really. I feel like I've not come across a lot of Super Nintendos that don't work anymore. The 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 unfortunate one is the original NES. Like basically no NES's work unless someone has refurbished and replaced parts. Oh yeah, for sure. But, uh, but I mean and and that does suck, but I do know a lot of people who fix these things up as a hobby. You yeah, know? yeah, um, me too. What a great thing for people to be doing, like very seriously. Right. Um, yeah, my, the speedrunning friend I told you about, he will purchase like these lots of sure. products of Nintendo, like consoles and uh, controllers and other accessories um, for really cheap from like Japan and uh get them sent to him and then he has like a lot of the crystal cases that he then swaps them out oh, for. oh yeah 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 so it's really cool because he's got like i think he has um now he has a game boy color in every crystal color yeah that's that is a collection that would be a cool collection to have oh yeah for sure now I just want to model of my shit. <laughs> what do you think about? So, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I I want to make sure that we talk about your fucking friends. It, this is the last thing I want to make sure we talk about is your fucking friends in Tears of the Kingdom. How do you like them? Oh man. Okay. So um, <laughs> I hate them. I think they, I think they push. They kind of, the game kind of leads you toward the Wind Temple first. So yep. Tulin is the first one. Um, oh, okay, so even though it's not Rivali's Gale, I still think. Well, no, Riju is the the best, the best to have. Um, but Tulin's is actually kind of cool. Um, I will say that my first time with the Tulin, like Sage Awakened or whatever. Um, yeah. I was in the depths and you know me just creeping hiding, <laughs> gliding getting to like high places so that nothing can touch me um he popped up like behind me <laughs> and oh the first me. time he appeared and, yes I thought he was I thought he was an enemy and oh. it scared the shit out of me and I don't like their little glowy fucking eyes <laughs> um, <laughs> um one thing that I will say is it kind of did give me almost a little bit of an idea of, um, you know, things are less scary when someone is there with you. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. And and so being in the depths, like even though I didn't need them, I would call most of the sages out 
um, okay. just to just to kind of feel like, yeah, I have, um, you know, this little posse, whatever, that also attacks on my behalf, which is fucking incredible. That is very useful, Shoot. even just for it's the distraction cute. of it. There have been so many times where maybe I'm playing at night, so my volume is down or whatever. Or like if I'm playing in bed and Ryan's asleep, I don't want to wake him up. So I've got, you know, my volume pretty low. So maybe I don't hear the battle music start. What I do see is tooling shooting somewhere. And then I know, you know, right, right. That's huge because almost as soon as an enemy aggros you, he's ready. Um, And so uh, that was really cool. Also, they did get a lot better once I realized that the whistle works for them. Oh, you know what? You told me that about halfway through and I immediately forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the whistle is huge because I'm not chasing them. I'm not chasing them. Oh, I like, hated it. Oh. Yeah. Especially like, God, the worst part, um, before I knew that you could whistle, the freaking... um uh god i get it's yeah it's the lightning temple it's not the spirit temple um right. yeah the lightning temple where you have all Cruel the temple. And have to, yeah bad um, boss well honestly queen gibda was like kind of kind of cool honestly like okay. i that, love, fair, very fair i was i'm just so annoyed that i had to do it with one of the friends each boss fight but please go ahead yeah that does make sense that was the, um, that was the thing for me i hated them for that Please. So the cool thing is that I don't know if you've come across this in the depths yet, but there are um, I guess I guess it's under the temple in the overworld, but the gloom version of those bosses exist in the depths. Oh, I think I saw the rocky crab boss somewhere that I that yeah, you fight with Goma. the Goron. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. The first one I ever saw was Caldera, or yeah, the whatever weird skyworm um oh yeah yeah yeah. i hate I, I did not like doing that fight with having to activate tulin i hate yeah, i hated tulin, finding them and activating them yeah tulin tulin was rough with that one but i did fight the gloom one without him and it was so much easier because he creates his own upward gust okay yeah it's literally just like a Rivali's gale chillin and why would you use tulin when you have Rivali's gale Rivali's Gale was very was very important to me. And really out of out of the friends, Tulin's ability is the only one I really used as a tool during my playthrough. Yeah. And it is I mean, crucial. It's, just, it's quick. Yeah. yeah. Also, um the reload times for their uh for their abilities is huge. Way huge. Um, incredible incredibly annoying during a boss fight. Like I can't even every boss fight only made me mad, I think. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just a big baby too. <laughs> yeah, well I didn't I didn't like uh Unobos, but um, Oh, right in the whole screen every time you're on a minecart. <laughs> yeah. Um well uh when you're uh when you're fighting the marbled goma. Yes. Um where you have to like send him up the wall yeah. and then he like falls down on top of her um, was kind of cool is the only time I really appreciated his, I mean, other than just like using him to like destroy Zonite deposits. Uh, sure. I don't use, you know, at all, but yeah. I think that was, it was the best that I could have hoped for that. Um, 
for that boss battle, knowing that you were going to have to use his ability in order to progress. You know what, if anyone, I mean, yeah, if you think, you know what, if you liked it and anyone that liked using the friends for boss battles, that's fine. You know, and I like, I know, yeah. I hope you, I hope you found some of those mechanics interesting. I guess I just, yeah. I found them annoying to pull off every time, but, uh, I mean, they're all, yeah. they're all well-designed bosses and you, you liked Queen Gibdo? I did like Queen Gibdo, um, because, uh. I I don't know. I don't know why, because if everything points to me being terrified of Gibdos, especially like they're crawling at me and they, those motherfuckers were fast. Yeah. Like, I did not expect them to be fast. That was oh, rough. Oh, I didn't like them. Yeah. Yeah. As long as I'm running, looking for Riju, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, okay, well I was already running anyway. Um, but, uh, it was the fact that you had to be constantly moving because you're waiting for her, um, her circle, her right. area yeah, of the yeah, 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 to yeah. grow in order to, you know, hit those pillars. And so, like, I'm already moving. I'm already running away from these Gibdos. At the same time, I'm alerting them to me, so they're coming over. Right. Which means I'm going to hit more of them at the same time. So it felt like if her if her ability had been less about crowd control, I would not have liked it. Okay. But because that was like all that it was, yeah. it was just like, okay, hell yeah, I can do this. I've played dynasty warriors before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've played warriors. I know like, I know something about taking down a mob. You know what? That's a great fight. They're all great. They, they, they were great. good. <laughs> Honestly, like, um, I think that the boss fights, at least, at least from my perspective, the boss fights kind of made up for the lackluster temples. Okay. Um, I, I think that like the temples were okay. They weren't bad except for the fire temple. That was trash. Um, <laughs> but, um, I think that most of them were like really, they were, they were too easy. And this is kind of like where those expectations of what a Zelda game needs to look like. Sure. I don't want it. I don't want a temple that's so hard. I'm going to give up, right. you know? Um, but I also don't want it so easy that it doesn't feel like a temple. Yeah. And, um, at least in breath of the wild, you know, you had to, um, you had to, control your surroundings in order to get yeah. to places and you had to manipulate was, the entire temple in each right. of them somehow yeah yeah and um i think that like after a certain point like i was already i'm pretty sure my i already my my experience had been busted because i had started dupe glitching and um and so when I did the other temples, I think that it was probably just that they were so easy to me because I had more than what I needed. There was no stress of, am I going to run out of resources? That very likely changed uh, how I felt about them. Um, I will very likely try to go back and um, and play the game. You know, obviously I've done the update. I've turned off my Switch since then. Oh, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> But I'm, I may go back and try it, but um, I can see why you had a lot of the difficult times that you did, and I would have been in the same situation if I wasn't cheesing it. Sure. Um, there, and I did a lot. I did an incredible amount of running out of resources, arrows, bombs, okay. everything, I food. I, I did an incredible... I was always out of everything in, during this game. Yeah. And that's sort of... Yeah, it really, it really came down to grinding... And really, you know, I did ended up, and I do enjoy the loop of going out, gathering food, 
gathering arrows, gathering resources, and then going and progressing again. But when you get to the end of a temple and you have no food and a giant moth is spawning 15 dudes in every corner of the room and yeah. they're just swarming you like it's some kind of Dark Souls nonsense. Yeah, I was never, <laughs> 10 hearts of damage. <laughs> I was never worried about health. You know, I Good. was never... <laughs> You know, I was never, because again, you know, I had all of my armor like heavily upgraded, um, had really good weapons and also had plenty of food. So, um, again, that definitely shaped the way that I felt about those. If, if I was struggling for anything or if I'm in the middle of, you know, a fight and I don't have, you know, arrows, oh, I need to figure out, I need to do something else. And that, <laughs> that, that like quick thinking Real, you know, when it's already a stressful situation, um, I'm not super good at. I hate it, but that's just who I am as a person. Um, and so that would have definitely made me feel like, oh, this is fucking shitty, you know. <laughs> and, so I yeah. definitely see where you come from with gotcha. that. But um, I, I hope that you know. I mean, you beat the game, so uh, yeah, I did. Fine. At least I mean, you were I able to like stumble through it i i bitch about every game i complain about every game and i only and i make a rule you may have not heard me say this but i do make a rule to only really complain about things that i did actually love which is how oh, i yeah. feel about tears of the kingdom i love it it's incredible i i loved breath of the wild i love this game it's it was when i just said i'm almost i'm about to tear up a little bit right now I when I first descended into Hyrule, with the music playing and shit, there's one like long se sequence with the music pan or not with the camera panning around Link as he's falling and the Zelda music starts playing. I was crying. Oh my god! I was so happy to be oh back. I it, oh, I mean it's yeah. I we love I love Hyrule. This, you know, I, it's ah same same and like. <laughs> There were so many points during this game that I cried as well, just because it's like, and and I absolutely agree with you. If you can't complain about something that you love, you're not seeing it for what it is. You're <laughs> hyping it up to to something that it can't be, you yep. know. And and then and you get disappointed. Like, exactly. Um, and so yeah, and I will also <laughs> complain about these games because I love them that much, you know. Um, and what, what could have made it, you know, at least perfect for, you know, me, uh, but these games, the beautiful thing is, is that they are still so incredible, even without being perfect. And, and I think when people complain about, oh, the game's not perfect, so it sucks. It's like, well, that's gotta be a really sad existence for you that you only play perfect games, you know? Right. Yeah. You're missing out on so much. <laughs> sometimes like I don't I don't care. I don't care about the graphics of a game. You know, if the story is there, the gameplay is there. I don't need it to look perfect. You know, I don't need all these crazy mechanics. I don't need to, you know, whatever. So um Yeah. But, yeah if it looks perfect, perfect, I might not care if one of those other things aren't there. Right, exactly. <laughs> and you know, at the end where freaking zelda's fallen and you're reaching out for her and it's like that mirror image of the beginning yeah um but you <laughs> catch her this time it's like spirited away 
I don't even know how I saw anything because it was just all tears in my eyes. I oh gosh, it was it was a lot. I was <laughs> I was crying so hard playing the end of that game. It's spectacular. It's it is a powerful game, especially if you've played Legend of Zelda your whole life. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, you know, I can I'll be one of those, you know, toxic fans or not toxic fans because i you know i know what i think of when i think of a toxic fan but i will be that fan that toxic nintendo fan that will literally spend my money on anything zelda that they put out yep an an interactive experience with zelda i don't give a shit if there's a movie (laughs) and everyone's like this it's gonna fucking suck i'm still gonna see it if link talks i'm gonna be mad but i'm gonna go see it you know and that's i guess that's what nintendo wants Good job, you won. <laughs> yeah, I I'll buy anything you give me. I did not go to see or pay anything. I have not seen the Mario movie. I will absolutely I see a Zelda not. movie. I will see a Zelda movie the second it's available for sure. Whatever Same. type of whatever it is. Yeah, I also have not seen the Mario movie um because Jack Black as Bowser isn't enough, you know. Yeah, that's it's that's not great. enough. I mean, I just I don't know what a Mario movie would be about. I, can't, I guess I could find out, but I just I don't know. And, and it's like weird because at like I guess again I've not seen it, so it's just based off of like what I've what I've seen people sure. talking about it. Sure. But like apparently he does like the Mario voice in the beginning, and then he's like, uh, 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 oh, okay, sorry, I'm actually from Brooklyn, and it's just oh. like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> this is what happens when we hire like big actors to do the jobs of very talented voice actors that are struggling to get their names out there because someone can come in and say Mario's from Brooklyn now. Like, yeah, there was, there was a whole actor doing Mario's voice for 30 years. I don't need him to be like from Italia or whatever. (laughs) Come on, dude. Like Mario has a very clear voice that he uses in the game. We have heard Mario talking. We know what he sounds like. This is someone cosplaying as Mario, which great job, but you could do better on your accent. Yeah. But yeah, Zelda Zelda movie, sign me up. I don't even care. Make Link talk. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, I didn't specifically ask you about the way in which you acquire the master sword in this game and how how you feel about when you actually the first time you realize where it actually is (laughs) (laughs) this is full spoilers but i mean it would that that part is so i that was one of the most that's one of the most surprising things that i've seen and done in a game Mm -hmm. in a couple years i thought that was i thought i thought you know the ending and the beginning and all of that stuff but the actually the way that you actually find and receive the master sword and i guess the whole story about why it's there is so fucking cool it really is and the funny thing is is um i i did it weird uh the game expects you to like watch that one memory and then see like where the tear landed on whatever the little uh, peninsula or whatever it's called um, and uh, and then you go because where you got that memory you're like you can just go there you know and so uh, 
And so I'm on my way. I'm like paragliding over to the new memory that I need to go unlock. And on the right side of my screen, I see a dragon I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except for just a moment ago when I watched the memory about it. And so and so I um instead of just going for the memory, I just hook a right and go to the dragon. Yeah, check and, it out. Uh, and then got the master sword. You know, I was like, oh shit, there's this dragon. I'm standing on it. What the fuck is that? You know? And so, because I'm pretty sure the memory that it drops is like her holding the master sword and then her turning into the, you know, whatever. And then the master sword's in her head. Like, that's yeah. how you're supposed to find out that that's where the master sword is. Yeah. Um, but, but I just walked up on it and just took it. That's <laughs> and great. Like, vibed with my worm girlfriend and then <laughs> went for that memory and then was like oh shit okay <laughs> all right then so that was that was really funny but um but yeah it was absolutely incredible um zelda's dragon 1000 percent. hell yeah i do also find it a little bit funny and i had mentioned this in like a comment and someone you know zelda fans um sure but uh i was like you know, Zelda getting turned back into a human through like the power of the Zonai. And, and then like the other three dragons are like that meme of the dude at the basketball game that's got his hands on his hips and he's like yes. disappointed. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Were, yep. And this other commenter was like, Oh, well they you know, became dragons to like protect the kingdom of Hyrule. And I'm like, well, it okay. <laughs> stands to reason that Dinral, Nadra, Nadra and, or yeah. And, uh, Feroz are the three goddesses, Din, Feror, and yeah, Nehru. For sure. And of course they are, you know, cause like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if someone can, if someone can disprove that with like canon Zelda stuff, please do. Cause this is just headcanon as of right now until it's um, confirmed. But, um, you know, those, uh, they were going to protect Hyrule regardless of what form they're in because they're goddesses. You know, so. Who may or may know. not have created the whole place in, to begin with. Right. Yeah, Hylia sent them, you know, in the beginning of, or not in the beginning of Ocarina of Time, but when you, uh, I guess when you talk to. It's described Zelda, in Ocarina. Whatever. And yeah, they tell you the whole story of like how Hylia sent down the goddesses and like Din did Death Mountain and Feroz right. did Kokiri Forest and, you know, um, and so, you know, all of that. But um, I just thought that that was really funny. I do. I love the idea because I in my mind, I was just prepared to believe that Zelda was forever going to be a dragon, you know, and and it was kind of nice to have her like not be a dragon again, because like the end is so so emotional where you know she tells link like oh my gosh the craziest thing happened it wasn't all a dream i'm home and i was just like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I'm home. and so that it, that was incredible the whole the whole execution of zelda's story in that game is unparalleled in my opinion it's awesome it's done really it's presented really well and i really and honestly I don't expect to be too surprised by the story in a Zelda game. So that right. was a nice surprise to have, like, yeah. I, God damn, it was, it's really good. I, yeah. Because you were so, you're so right about that. You know, like, 
when when you boot up pretty much any Zelda game, it's like, hi, I am bad guy. Yep. And then you go talk to good guy, and good guy's like, you go and get these three things. things, yeah, and then you beat the bad guy and so it's just like it's not about the story it's about like the experience or it's not about the backstory it's about the story that you create as you adventure yeah Um, yeah, yeah. with this like i'm really heavily invested in a story from like millennia ago you know god how however long they said that like that was like the zonai creating hyrule before and i'm I don't know. I'm wondering, was like Sonia actually the goddess Hylia? Yeah, maybe. Because because you didn't see anything about her after she I mean, she did she die? You know, they like. He was, you know, Rauru was right there, like with her and then like Zelda teleported them away. And like same baby girl, same. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but just like you didn't see is she you didn't see her die and she, you know, did all that foreshadowing with, I can tell that you were my descendant, but like no child of theirs was ever like brought up. No, you know, it's it's very true. Yeah. It's very good. point. And I like that. Not because like, Oh, it gives me like the creative freedom to think about what could possibly be because yes, I am going to do that, but because it almost certainly tells us that we're going to see more. Yeah. I hope this is the new storyline. I hope that we're just, we're going to start setting up new, new stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm ready for it. Tears of the kingdom Two, Where are you at? It just kind of sucks. Now we know we have to wait like another six years. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's, that's what that that's what it is. Two months. <laughs> that's, that, and I, I yeah, I definitely had that thought. Wow, <laughs> it's finally oh. here. Okay, I did it. Yeah. Now what? <laughs> well, but they did give us the oracles. So if I like, I should do that. I should play, do those. You yeah. got to play the oracles. I really You've should. Play on this I thing. guess I'm gonna. So yeah. There was like this thing when you played them on the Game Boy Color, you had like the link cable or whatever, and you could um, you could like communicate between the two games. And there was a part of the game where you needed to do that um, for like some some I don't think it's like need to as in you can't beat the game without it, because, again, I've never beaten these games. Um, Yeah. But there was like there's like maybe some dungeon that you can only do if you have like a ring from the other game. Yeah. Um, And they do still have that capability in in this like on the Nintendo Switch Online software. So people are trying to figure out how that's going to work. But obviously you should you can't use a link cable. So but it'll be it'll be really cool to figure out how that works and actually beat these games, because for me to say that, like, you know, I love them so much. I love the, you know, little 2D handheld Zeldas, but I've never beaten one. I've got to I got to fix that. So. Oh, Link Between Worlds, please. I would please die. let me play link to, please let me die. play link between worlds and samus returns i would love it on a, on a television oh absolutely hey thank you so much for talking to me about tears of the kingdom yeah of course anytime any other zelda game yeah maybe maybe we'll you want to just yeah 
you want to get some thoughts together and have like a <laughs> have like a reoccurring Zelda shit fest. And yeah, maybe we will. Maybe we will have a reoccurring Zelda shitfest. We'll see. Uh, yeah, Shell will probably be back on this podcast again. And as a matter of fact, this may not be the only TOTK uh, episode of this podcast. I, uh, I mean, the, we may do. It might be a general Zelda one that we do next, or but or more or less TOTK. I don't know. I'm going to talk to Pete about. Tears of the Kingdom as well, so we're going to get his opinion, and uh, yeah, and I might as well, I'm going to post in Discord after this, but uh, if anyone listening to this has thoughts about Tears of the Kingdom or Zelda, uh, and you want to, you know, shout off on them, is shout off a thing? Sign? Not sign? I... Huh, I feel like there's a colloquialism that's escaping me. But if you have Zelda thoughts that you would like to have recorded and presented to the internet, um, get in touch with me. The best way to do that is on Discord. And, uh, yeah, you can get a link to my Discord at koyadk.tv. That is C-U-Y-A-D-K.tv. And you can get a link to my Discord to talk about Zelda if you like or find out more information about what's going on. And also, uh, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff on that website. You can get a link to my Etsy and buy some soap from me. You can support me on Patreon. You can check me out on Twitch, and all of my social bullshit is there. And, uh, yeah, uh, take a look at it. And coming up next, yeah, we're going to have, I think, the penultimate Great Hunt by Robert Jordan, Wheel of Time Conversation. I actually have a piece of that recorded, and, uh, yeah, we're going to, yeah, since, uh, since I was lazy editing last week, we'll get to it this weekend, because I'll be talking to Alex uh, tomorrow again. So yeah, talking to a couple people tomorrow. More stuff is on the way. Uh, we're going to be talking to Saint about um, Chicago by Night. I wanted to say Clan Book Chicago. And we'll be talking uh, to Michelle and maybe others about Nightmare 5. And uh, yeah, we might be covering Kindred the Embraced as well coming up. So stay tuned. Thank you so much. Check out KoyaDK.tv. And have a beautiful day out there, soaking in the sun. Green plants make food through a process called photosynthesis. Using energy from the sun, cells in the leaves turn simple materials into energy-rich food. The epidermis is the skin. Beneath the upper epidermis lie the palisade cells, which are the chief food producers. Spongy cells are partly surrounded with pockets of air, which enable the cells to exchange gases with the atmosphere. The stomata are small openings in the lower epidermis under the leaf. Leaf veins carry water and nutrients from the roots. Carbon dioxide enters through the stomata. Chlorophyll, contained in cells of the palisade and spongy layers, helps absorb sunlight and transform light energy into chemical energy. Carbon dioxide combines with water and is photosynthesized into oxygen and sugar. Oxygen escapes through the stomata. The sugar, dissolved in water, is carried throughout the plant, providing energy for growth.